Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire Farish. Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blamire Farish. And today I'm excited to have Mariana Swallow. Hi, Mariana. Hi, Misha. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for joining us. Mariana, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So I am the Speak Easy Coach. I specialize in helping people speak with confidence and calm, and I make public speaking easier for everybody because it's. I think it's fun. I think it's easy. It should be easy for everyone. And Misha, the way I got here, I've always enjoyed being in front of people. I started doing theater when I was five. I still do stand-up and storytelling. But I kind of had this natural progression where back in the day, I was a software trainer, and I saw that that job was going to be extinct in a few years because everyone was getting computers in their home. And it kind of hit me like, well, I want to keep doing this. What can I do? So I became a soft skills trainer. I used to work for a Franklin Covey competitor. I taught people time management with their paper planners, as well as their digital PDAs, personal digital assistants. If anyone remembers what that is, I'm dating myself. And then from there, I went and I did management training, management development, coaching, coaching for leadership, change management. And one of the courses that came up in my teaching was presentation skills. And I have a natural knack for it. And I just fell in love with it. And that's what I've been teaching ever since then. And I absolutely love it. Oh, that's amazing. Mariana, my dad, my late father actually was very keen on you had to have your you had to have your planner for the year. And so at a very young age, he made we would go to our, you know, to our local store, and we would pick out the planner for the year. And then I had one of those Palm Pilot yeah. in 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 high school. So I think it's it's a, certainly a great tool, but I was definitely raised with one of those. Um, yep. uh, not many children had one at the time. I can uh, I can imagine. So, but that's really fun. Thank you for sharing your background and with our listeners today. And so, Mariana, you know what I love about our conversations that we've been having and our discussions is your specialty around speaking with strength. And what I love about that is that the correlation with some of the GST factor attributes and the ones that really come to mind are being confident, right? So the power Mm -hmm. of knowing your true authentic self and leading with that example, speaking your truth, using the power of your voice. And then also really tapping into that resiliency sometimes, because in in -hmm. some of those settings, it can be, uh, depending on the type of situation we're in, it can be a little uncomfortable. And so let's talk a little bit about how, you know, your sessions and your courses around speaking with strength um, and how that can really help our GSD Factor listeners today. Sure, absolutely. Well, as you and I were talking a while ago, Speaking with strength isn't just something that, you know, you snap your fingers and it happens when we understand what's going on inside, because a lot of this stuff, if we maybe don't feel so confident or we don't love public speaking, a lot of that is going on inside. So part of it is understanding, you know, how we feel about the thing we're speaking about, what we bring to the table. And to be a confident speaker, we talk about really understanding your strengths and your value and what you bring to the table. And then the other side of the coin, Misha, is actually being prepared for those situations because you can prepare a speech and be ready to project confidence. 
But then the other part of that, where I get a lot of questions or where a lot of my clients feel a little, little less confident or they start to get a little shaky is when they get the questions or anything unexpected. So for instance, being asked questions like, you know, what if they ask me something that I don't understand? Or what if they ask me about something that I have no expertise in? That's something that people need to be ready for. And knowing how to be ready for that, even if the exact situation doesn't happen, that helps with your confidence, but also with your resiliency, because then you have the response ready to go. Such good wisdom there, Mariana. And I think it ties into my next question beautifully in when we are trying to be ready, right? We have our thoughts, we have our script, we have our speeches ready to go, and we are being prepared. Though there's a diff, there's another extension of that in you have to practice, right? There's that component Mm -hmm. of role-playing and that, and that practicing those questions. So let's talk about that a little bit and maybe share your advice and your thoughts into that. Sure. Absolutely. So there's a couple of ways you can go about this. Number one is being aware of, or maybe taking a moment to reflect and thinking about situations where you didn't feel so confident. For instance, getting asked questions that weren't in your wheelhouse. And if I can kind of This is for your whole audience because I see men and women struggle with this, but I've had some female clients recently who struggle with this. If you have a people pleaser tendency or you want to always take care of your audience, the tendency often is to answer questions that aren't in your wheelhouse. You try to find a way to give them an answer, even if you're not the person who should be answering that question. So part of the preparation is thinking about those situations where you felt uncomfortable and didn't have the answer and asking yourself, okay, how can I deal with this in the future? And pro tip, the answer is not come up with some answer or scramble and find it. You might need to say, I don't know. Or you might need to say, look, not my department, that's Susie's department or whatever. And of course you use very you know, kind and professional and respectful words, but part of it is planning for it. The other side to that practice, maybe you're not thinking about a situation that has happened, but what could happen? So why don't you brainstorm some questions you might get after your presentation, even questions that might be out of left field? Because I think we've all had that happen where, <laughs> where we'll be you know, presenting or we speak on a topic and somebody comes at you with a question all the way from left field, makes no sense, but, but they insist they want an answer or for whatever reason they thought to ask it then. To give you an example, Misha, and I, this was my very early days, my software training days, I was teaching a Microsoft Word course and probably about halfway through or whatever, I often check for questions. I stopped at one point and said, any questions? And somebody raised their hand and said, yeah, when I'm in Microsoft Excel, how do you write the formula that makes the numbers divide? And I said, well, we're, we're not taught, this is a Microsoft Word class we're not teaching Excel today. And he said, yeah, but I want to know now. So what I learned from that, Misha, listeners, please take this and modify it as you see fit. I learned to say when I do check for questions, I'm now very specific. And I say, does anyone have any questions on the five things we just covered? Or, you know, I tie it back to the topic, but I never just say any questions anymore. (laughs) That reminds me, I have a very, my uh, daughter is very literal. And so if Mm -hmm. you say to her, if she says, uh, excuse me, 
and can I say something? And I'll say, yep, just give me a minute. She'll say, great. And she'll put her Fitbit timer on a minute. And then she'll say to you, all right, your minute's up, mom. Your minute's up. And so, <laughs> so it reminded me of that because mm-hmm. I definitely have had that interaction with her. But I think, but I think it's a really great lesson though, because yeah. for so many of us, we are trying to make these conversations more interactive with our mm-hmm. audience. We want them to be involved. We want them to take part in it. And if you make the questions too broad, it could actually lead you to a left, you know, to a question out of left field. Whereas if you keep it extremely tailored um, and keep it with those beautiful boundaries, right, you can actually Mm -hmm. help keep the conversation in line. Yeah. And to your point, yes, speaking with strength lots of times is about maintaining boundaries within the presentation so you can keep the conversation moving forward. Mm, That's amazing. So for our listeners today that are, you know, really wanting to exercise their be influential attribute and really wanting Mm -hmm. to, they have a strong voice, they have a strong message, they want to project it to the world, you know, but they are a little less confident in their speaking. They don't Mm -hmm. speak necessarily with strength yet. So what would you recommend that, you know, what are some tools or some resources or just some things that they should start to explore um, Mm -hmm. as they're really trying to work that muscle? That's a great question. So number one, practice. And I want to make a distinction here, not scripted. This is a common misconception that if I'm going to present the way to be confident and make sure I nail all my points is to write a script and memorize it. I have met CEOs who do this. I've worked with CEOs who do this and I disabuse them of that habit. Um, It's actually counterintuitive because if you do script out a presentation, what happens is you're married to a script and that doesn't leave room for flexibility, whether you want to say something different or maybe someone else brings up a good point and you want to go down that road or more commonly there's some kind of F up in the room, you know, there's a fire drill or the projector stops working or somebody interrupts you and goes off on a 10 minute tangent. When we're interrupted and we're married to a script, when we come back, it's like, oh gosh, where was I I lost my place? So we need to practice, but also just kind of have our touch points in the presentation. So there is flexibility. You know, we're really communicating concepts and points, not a script. This isn't Shakespeare, right? So practice, and if listeners want to see some tips on practicing, definitely check out my blog. Can I give the website? Yeah, marianaswallow.com. Thank you. And because in May, all we wrote about and all we talked about was practice. When I say practice, often people think, oh, I'm giving a 20-minute presentation. I have to practice 20 minutes at a time. Oh, my gosh, I don't have that time. No, you can practice by um, Randy Ford, our mutual friend, hates when I say this. But I call it doing a barf run where you just blah, 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 blah. you say it as fast as you can, because that way you your body at least has one rep going. And it is so important to say the words out loud when you practice, even if it's quick. And here's why. When we verbalize, our brain is taking in the information differently than when we type it into our PowerPoint slides or when we just read it and think about it. Because that's the other pitfall or mistake I see people make. They might prep their slides or they might think about what they're going to say, but they don't actually say it. 
And once you get that practice round out, let's say if you can do two or three, great. I always do a minimum of three before any workshop, but bare minimum one, you'll already have a rep in. So when you actually go to present, it's like your second time doing it. So practice is the number one thing I would say. Quick, short, to the point, just get the words out at least once. That is amazing tip. And I will say there is definitely power in hearing your words spoken out loud. When I was writing my book, I always would read it out loud. And someone asked me, they said, why are you reading it out loud? You just wrote it and you've been reading it in your mind. And I said, there is something that happens when I read the words out loud. Mm-hmm. But what was funny was I would read them fairly quickly. And so as I as I was getting through multiple drafts and edits with my editing team, I was very intentional at the speed I would read things. And what was even funnier is once we got into the recording studio to do the audible, it was the slowest I had ever read the book and realized that that exercise, even just, you know, we even found a couple like little grammatical things in that. But I think that there truly is power in speaking your words out loud. And so Love the practice tip. Thank you so much for that. And just some amazing little nuggets that you have just pieced together for our GSD Factor listeners today and tying in the attributes with speaking with strength. So Mariana, what is the best place that people can reach out to you and connect? Sure. That would be my website, marianaswallow.com. I'll spell it. M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A-S-W-A. L-L-O-W.com. Awesome. Mariana, thank you so much for being on the GSD Factor podcast today. It was such a great conversation. And, you know, for all our GSD Factor listeners out there, you know, we hope that as you continue to read and absorb and learn about these attributes and reactivate these attributes in your life, that you will think about speaking and you will be thinking about how you can improve your speaking and strengthen your speaking. And we hope that today's podcast has been super helpful for you. Mariana, again, thank you for being with us today. Listeners, thank you for your time. And don't forget to get shit done. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.